T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You're listening to At Home in Connecticut, your guide to all aspects of daily living in Connecticut. Hosted by Bill Pierce and produced by WTIC News Talk 1080. Good morning and welcome. My guest this morning is Lisa Cortello, who is on the uh, board of directors for the Epilepsy Foundation. She also has a daughter who was diagnosed with uh, epilepsy. Uh, Lisa, good morning and welcome to the program. Good morning, Bill. Thanks for having me. I'm pleased to, this is a subject that we have not really talked that much about on this program in, in quite some time. And um, the I don't know how much awareness there is out there about it. I know when, back in November was Epilepsy Awareness Month, but has the awareness of epilepsy, what it is, uh, really uh, made any progress in recent years? Well, for those of us who face it, I would say we would answer no, that it's yeah. still something that people don't talk about. And to be quite honest with you, it was something that wasn't really on my radar until my daughter was diagnosed at the age of 16. Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, we're always trying to get the word out because it's more common than we think. Right now, about one in 26 people will be diagnosed with some type of seizure disorder in their mm -hmm. lifetime. Do, is there any, uh, have they been able to pinpoint what causes it or is it multiple causes or don't we really know? Um, there are, uh, is a lot that's known about the disease, but there's still a lot of unknowns too. Um, it's kind of one of those random diseases that mm -hmm. can impact people for a variety of reasons. Sometimes it's other medical conditions. Sometimes it's um, injury related that, that brings it on for people. But there's a lot of things that contribute to it. It's a pretty complex disease. Yeah, and it's, um, is it that difficult to diagnose because it is so complex? Um, well, it's a little bit mysterious. I think when we think of seizures, we think of the very um, active neurological when people flail. Um, and it's obviously people know that, that, that they can identify that as a seizure. But there's different types of seizures. People can have them. Like my daughter was having one for, for apparently for years that we weren't recognizing because mm -hmm. she would just kind of stare off into space. And where we thought maybe she was being inattentive, um, she was actually having a mini seizure. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it is kind of mysterious. It's not always what you kind of imagine it would look like. It, it comes in many shapes and sizes. And uh, these seizures can happen at virtually any time. There doesn't seem to be a trigger for them. Um, and again, that's one of those, it's different for yeah. everybody. For some people, it's bright lights and flashing lights. Um, you know, it's a lot of different things. With my daughter, it's sleep deprivation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when she's sick, she's much more vulnerable and much more apt um, to, to have a seizure. But it's different for everyone. There's truly no one size fits all. Um, do you, how, do you, how do you cope with this? Are you always kind of on guard watching just to, to make sure to see if, if she has a problem? Um, well, in the beginning, it's really tough because you're constantly watching, you're constantly worrying, you hear a thump in the other room and you fear that they've gone down. Mm -hmm. um, we are, as a family, we're very lucky in that her seizures were very sporadic um, and we, we learned her triggers very quickly, but with some people, it's so severe. I, you know, we, we, the Epilepsy Foundation sees people that have children that have seizures in excess of 20, 30 times a day. Um, and for those families, I mean, it's, 
I, I just can't even imagine what it's like for the for those family to be living there. But yeah, you're constantly on edge, wondering when's it going to happen next. And, and for some, it happens like seizure after seizure. It's yeah. it's really difficult for and some that, families. That's a large number of people. I don't think many people, including myself, realize that. No, it's and again, until my family faced it, I had no idea how common it was. I really didn't. Could you tell our, our listeners a little bit about the work of the Epilepsy Foundation, exactly what it does? I sure can. Um, it's a very small, powerful group of people, I will tell you that. Um, our office is in Middletown, and the services we provide have to do with giving giving the families and and the the, pay, the clients the services they need to, to deal with the disease. It can be everything from information services, referral services. Um, we have support groups throughout the state. Um, people can call in if they're challenged with something, if they're having a hard time, if maybe the school system doesn't quite know how to help a child with, with epilepsy and um, how to kind of create services around that child. Um, we will advocate for the family and for the child. Um, there's a great summer camp where children with epilepsy can go out and spend a week at camp, and they're with other kids who are dealing with the same challenges they are. Um, so the services are, are pretty diverse, but the goal is really to help families and clients who are hard dealing with this disease on a day-to-day basis. And for for the kids, that, that's got to be great because they, they probably feel somewhat isolated uh, in their everyday life, uh, as opposed to what happens when they go to a, a camp. That's true. Um, epilepsy can be very isolating for kids, depending on what age they are. I mean, my daughter faced it at 16. And even for us, we saw that there were some parents that treated her differently. You know, sleepovers mm-hmm. were a little bit different because, you know, and at that age, girls all have sleepovers. Right. But there were some parents that were very nervous. They they maybe didn't want her to be at their home because they didn't want the responsibility of it. So the disease can be very isolating for kids because they're different. I mean, a se- seeing a seizure is a very scary thing. And for those who aren't accustomed to it, um, you know, it, they're not they don't know what to do and they tr- maybe treat kids differently and so for for kids that puts them in a tough place and as you know adolescence and certain years in kids lives are tough anyway and then yeah. when you have them you know, when they feel different it makes it worse right they want to belong they want to be with everybody else uh, don't we all don't yeah. we all absolutely and 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 this as so many subjects we talk about on this show uh there seems to be a great deal of uh, misinformation ignorance mm-hmm. about exactly what this is um not only about what the disease is but how to respond to it um you know there are people that say that that, that they oh i always thought that you had to hold someone down when they're having a seizure (laughs) and you know people have there's a lot of misinformation out there um and that's why the epilepsy foundation really does a lot not only to educate to educate um, people in school systems parents who are going through it extended family um, we go out to colleges and work on college campuses. Um, we'll go into the school system, work with first responders, um, because everyone really needs to know the best way to handle it. Um, I know I took great comfort when I found out for, that the Epilepsy Foundation um, had worked with the college that we sent my daughter to, because mm-hmm. I was really fearful sending her there, that what if she was walking across campus and have a seizure? Mm-hmm. Well, college kids engage in some pretty interesting, colorful behavior. And I thought, what if she has a seizure and someone thinks that she's drunk or she's using drugs or something that's causing this behavior? So I was really nervous. And when I found out the Epilepsy Foundation had worked with this college that she went to, um, I I felt a little bit more at peace about sending her that, you know, hopefully the the people on the campus were going to be more comfortable with responding should she have a seizure. And uh, transportation for people with epilepsy, uh, 
the foundation also provides that when necessary? Yes, um, they will provide transportation. Um, and that's another thing that that is isolating for people with seizure disorders because you can't drive. When you know when you when my right. daughter was diagnosed, she was 16. She had just gotten her permit and a month later had her first seizure ever. Well, you tell a 16 year old that they can't drive when you know that's the big light at the end of the tunnel that right. she was an angry kid for yeah, a while I don't doubt it. Um, and you know she couldn't drive you know on and off you know she wouldn't be able to drive for a year and then she'd be cleared and then she'd have a seizure so it'd be taken away um, but people have to work people have to go to school people you know mm-hmm. people have to do something so that's another service that the epilepsy provides to help normalize people to help provide transportation and you know in a, a very easy way for them we're just out of time, uh, Lisa, but if you could uh, let the people know uh, where they can go for more information about about epilepsy. Well, you can always get information on the website. The website is epilepsyct.com. Um, again, the office is in Middletown, and um, I would encourage you not only visit the website, but call the office. I mean, the services are great. There's information to refer. I mean, anything you need, um, they would be happy to answer your questions, and that number is um, 860 860- Three four six nineteen twenty four. All right, Lisa. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome. That's Lisa Cretella, who is on the board of directors for the Epilepsy Foundation. Also, has a daughter who was diagnosed with epilepsy at age sixteen. That's our program for this morning. I'm Bill Pierce. Join me again next Sunday. You've been listening to At Home in Connecticut, a public service project produced by WTIC News Talk ten eighty. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.